Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical lead or a practice manager and your primary care network to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to deliver some of your projects and network-based services, I would absolutely love to help you. So come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hi, Artie. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Business of Healthcare podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. And thank you for having me here. My pleasure. So I believe that this everybody will be able to take something from this episode because we are going to be talking about branding. I mean, I talk about this all the time within my own organisation and we don't use the word branding when I work with my clients in primary care networks, but that's what we that's what we are talking. We talk about marketing and branding interchangeably. So it'd be nice to get those definitions from you. And I think it's really important because in the field of healthcare, we're all trying to promote our businesses. And I, I think in healthcare, sometimes we we're a little bit scared to really promote ourselves. And because a lot of the primary care networks, they're not private organisations, they're not profit-making organisations. They're there just to, you know, like be of a public service. And I think sometimes people struggle to promote that. So it'd be really, the aim of this podcast is for us to really understand the importance of branding our companies, personal branding, and kind of any practical tips to get us on the right track. Sure, absolutely. I'm happy to show you. So if you could introduce yourselves to our listeners, what you do and your background experience, because you've got a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How long have we got? (laughs) (laughs) So right, yes, I'm Artie Farmer. I'm a brand strategist, coach and a brand designer. So I have actually qualified as a personal performance coach, um, which has actually helped my journey into really helping clients to delve deep into their brand. And that, that's what's really important for me. It's helping my clients or you know business owners in that sense to really take ownership of, of their brand. And that starts with you know going internally because you know there could be a whole variety of businesses doing the same thing. But what is the the few things that really actually differentiate them? It's, you know, getting that absolute clarity of who you are as a brand. And that looks, like I said, it's about going internally and looking at those sort of values and purpose, because we all have different objectives, you know, as, as businesses. So yeah, that's probably, you know, where it starts off from. In terms of, you know, how I've got here a little bit about the the journey uh, to, to getting here and why it's so important for me. The short version is that I um, always wanted to work and travel abroad and I got an opportunity out in Singapore. And then from there, I got sent to Malaysia, started working with an ad agency. I was 22 at that point And I said to my parents, I was going to go out for about six months to a year, go to work and travel. Basically ended up being there for 10 years. Completely wasn't the plan. But in that 10 years, I met some local business partners and we ended up setting up a 
creative agency. And also in that 10 years, I just met some amazing people, mindsets from a whole variety of different industries and different size businesses as well. And in terms of like the jobs that we were doing, it was like from public listed property developers to people in, in the health uh, sector to F&B to department stores, you name it, we kind of touched it at some point or another. But in terms of also like the kind of interesting people and, uh, you know, I met whilst I was out in Malaysia, I met what I would call like a, a spiritual mentor. And through him, I also met some other monks who would come and give really sort of profound talks and stuff like that. So it was very much around, it was like the beginning of a, a personal development journey for me. So fast forwarding now back to where I am here, I'm realizing more and more the importance of, you know, really taking that ownership and being more, what I would like to say is called brand mindful. What is that? What is being brand mindful? So for me, being brand mindful, brand mindfulness, what I learned over there in when, when I was up with the monks and when I was with the spiritual uh, mentor, it was very much about, in simple terms, you know, being, being aware of every thought, speech and action. So now if we're bringing that into a business context, into a brand context, it's about being very much aware of your own actions and what you're putting out there and why you're doing what you're doing. You know, what's the impact that you want to make and making it a lot more, making sort of more conscious decisions and more intentional decisions to, you know, why, why are you starting up as a business? Why do you do what you do? What is the actual outcome that you want, not only for your business, for the people that maybe you know your consumers your clients your patients your customers so you know taking it into a much deeper thought as opposed to just thinking how is this going to be for my bottom line you yeah. know it goes beyond that profit making side of things yes we all want to start a business and make money in that sense but there's another you know fulfillment that comes about when you know that you are doing things in a much more intentional positive way it may be um, a language thing, but I would say what you've just spoken about is being really clear on like your vision, your mission and your values. Absolutely. Spot on. So around your purpose, especially, yeah. you know, your, I, I say, you know, your brand is your business because, you know, you, everyone has their own experiences, their own journeys, their own values and beliefs that they, you know, that they go through throughout their life and makes them who they are. So they also then have their own intentions behind things. So yes, that, that purpose, um, that, that's what I would call it around that brand purpose. And what is a brand? And you said something when we first met and you said like your brand is not your logo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, it, I always say this in, in workshops and talks that I deliver. It is a brand that gives a logo meaning. It is not a logo that gives a brand meaning. You know, there's a number of times where I pulled up a slide in a talk or something and I'll, you know, there'll be all these different brands, well-known brands that we know of. And I'll say, um, right, put your hands up if you think these uh, brands are successful because of their logo. And you will, you know, you'll see a hand, uh, you'll, you'll see some people putting up their hands and then I'll say, well, actually it's, you know, a brand that gives a logo meaning, not a logo that gives a brand meaning. For example, if I just showed you the Google logo and you didn't know nothing about what it stands for and who it is, it means nothing. It really, it really does. It's everything that Google has done in order to create those perceptions in our mind about them to use them as a, you know, as a search engine. 
So it's those created perceptions that they've uh, put intentionally through marketing, through advertising, by showing up that the way they do, you know, even like their brand culture that creates those perceptions in, in our mind. And that's one of the other things that I say, a brand is a created perception. So if we're talking to a consultant, somebody that has got loads of experience in a corporate setting, they've decided to go it alone. Are you saying when thinking about their brand and their organisation, they really work out what their purpose is and what impact they want to make? And then do you do you even need a logo? You know, like is your brand, it's just like your, is it like you're just your aura, your spirit, what you just bring? It's a variety of things in terms of, so brand is, you know, what you stand for, what you want to be known for. And the branding side of things is what you stand for in visuals and in words. So, you know, not everyone, you're not always going to be the first touch point for for everybody, but how is your brand still going to be represented? It's going to be represented through words and visuals, be it on your website, your social media platforms, uh, you know, your all your other touch points and communications. So yes, you know, in terms of having uh, strong branding in terms of logo and, you know, colors, fonts and all of that kind of thing, it can help you to definitely stand out. Just for example, if there's, um, you know, a, a person and they pulled up three websites of, you know, so the same services that you're providing, you know, there's going to be different elements of it that's going to appeal to that person that's going to stand out. One of that is going to be, yes, the visuals. The other is going to be the words and the messaging that you put on there. And then the other part is is the overall brand and what it stands for, how it comes across. So, you know, if, if they are part of their values is very much around, I don't know, empowering or supportive, and they're really getting that across in their wording, then somebody who is looking for more of that kind of uh, support is going to more likely, you know, go for, for, for that particular business. Okay. So let's talk. I would say, if I do say so myself, in my niche, I have a, I've built a strong personal brand. I kind of did it unintentionally because I just wanted to share my business grows through word of mouth. And I did, I started to ask myself the question, how do I reach people that I don't know? And I thought, I, I like social media. I'm on there all the time. This is a tool that I can use for my business. And then I've been just watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts and just putting myself out there. And it does work. We've got so many opportunities from it and using social media, but and I'd like to think we have got a, like a company manifesto and I always look at it and I always think, am I going to change it? And I'm like, nope, it's still like nearly six years on. That is me. That is what I'm about. I'm not going to deviate from that. So if help our listeners understand the, from your perspective, the importance of a personal brand and, you know, sometimes I think, is it too much? Do people need to know what, you know, like the personal stuff? Talk to me about that. So, you know, keeping it simple again, for me, personal brand is your reputation. And that reputation consists of your expertise, your knowledge, your experience, your journey, your values, and, you know, maybe your your purpose as well. So linking that for, I'm going to use you as an example. Mm. So, you know, linking that to your own brand purpose, you know, you probably feel really comfortable 
showing up online, sharing your expertise, sharing a bit of this, a bit of that. Actually, let me try. Let me change the question around. Why do you show up and feel comfortable to, you know, to and confident okay. to do that? So, in a weird way, I actually don't feel confident to do that all the time. I don't feel confident to show my face, but I do it. I want people to have a really good sense of who I am before I work with them. So if they can see me in a more casual setting, they just get, I'm not, especially because we're all working from home. And I think that professional filter has dropped a little bit because of COVID. I just want people to, to know what they're getting and know what I sound like, know what I look like, just know my style. And when people approach us, I will say, have you seen us on social media? Check out the podcast because I just want them, I want them to be confident in their buying decision. So if they can see me a little bit when I'm not, you know, on show for them, and they can just see what I'm like, and then have that conversation with me, see the testimonials. So it's not just, they can get a sense of what other people have got from the service. And then it's like, they make the best clients. They absolutely make, because by the time we start working together, we've got a really, really good rapport. And I think if I didn't do any of that online, if I just said there's, you know, like if there was just a website and there was no personality around it, I don't, it would just, I think I wouldn't attract the right clients. There. So, you know, you want to attract the right clients. You're getting an essence of and sharing an essence of what you're about, what you can deliver, what your expertise are. And, you know, just, just, you know, this is the person that you'd be working with. So you're using the opportunity of using these social platforms to, to get that out there. And it, you know, if, if there's two, three other people doing the same thing as you, but then as in providing the same service as you, but they're not sharing the way that you are, more than likely you're going to get seen more and heard more. And therefore you're going to be more so on people's radar than the other two that aren't doing that. So, you know, there's there's many different benefits to raising your personal brand. And, you know, it doesn't also have to be done because I come across business owners all the time. Oh, I don't want to expose myself and I don't want to put all of this stuff out. You don't have to put out anything that you don't feel comfortable putting out, you know. And, and that for me is like, you know, you're in control of that. No one else is. So whatever you share, it's because you want to share it. But it's important, again, to link it back to the purpose of why you're existing as a business. And I'll just share an, an, an example with you. So when I was doing a brand discovery session with, with a client once, and she, was, she, she basically wanted to start her business, which is a plus-size clothing range. And she was say, saying, like, you know, what, why uh, she wants to do it. And it was just like, yeah, you know, well, I was going deeper into her, her purpose and why she wanted to do it. And she was saying, well... There's not enough, um, you know, stylish plus size clothing for women like me. And I feel like I can add a bit more to that. I was like, okay, cool. Continued with the why, 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 why. And then she came to, well, do you know what? As a kid, I was I was bullied and, and I cried a lot. I was like, okay. So now she's telling me a little bit more. She's gone into a bit more detail about this. And then coming back, still digging on the why, she was like, actually, do you know what? I'd really like to stop negative tears so before this conversation and she was telling me about her ideas and vision and stuff I was like this is great and you know you can create videos and you can create this community group and stuff like that she's like oh no 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 I'm not going to do that you know that that's way out of my comfort zone 
now that we linked her to her brand purpose, she wants to stop negative tears. And then we went back to, you know, the impact that you can have by having community groups and videos and all of these kind of things. She was like, you know, what? Oh, yeah, I would do it. I would do it if it's going to make a difference in people's lives. And my brand can be the vehicle to make that difference. It shifted her mindset, which then, you know, can allow for individuals to then, you know, once they're connected to that, then be like, okay, actually, what I'm going to share about me or my story or my experiences, it's going to be to impact, to inspire. And you're coming at it from a whole different place now. Yeah. And would you say the same is if you are, you know, like a product-based business, can you still have a personal brand it's a personal brand as strong when you're selling. So we're healthcare. When I'm thinking of medical device organizations, when I'm thinking it's like, how do you get those messages across? Or is it just the same? No, it is, it is pretty much the same. So, you know, in brand, there's three types of brands. So there's personal brand, company brand, product brand. So okay. personal brand would be, for example, Richard Branson. The company brand would be Virgin. And the product brand will be Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Gym, you know, all, all of the different products that he has under Virgin. And for me, you know, again, depending on what your growth goals are and what your vision is for the business, you'll be putting out simultaneously or maybe a bit more of the other, like I said, depending on your own objectives and what you're working towards, but, you know, a, a blend of, of these three things. So, yes, if you are a product brand, the person who's maybe invented it or representing it may be able to come up and, you know, share some advice or uh, tips or, you know, why they've actually come up with it. There's, there's always, you know, the whole sort of story behind the story is always a great one. But also it's very much about, you know, helping people to understand why it is they need to purchase this product. And that works with, you know, understanding the pain points, the struggles that people are having without that product or that service and really identifying, getting clear on that. So then when you are communicating it, you're talking from a perspective of, I'm here to help you, I'm here to guide you. You said when we first met, like gone are the days where we can hide behind you know, our websites and our products. And you said like personal branding is like just, I think you said something like, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, with all of these di different digital platforms and channels available to us, it's just not good enough to be hiding behind a logo or, you know, in, in, in that sense. So our world digitally has become a lot more connected. It's become a lot more smaller because, you know, we're, we're, we're so much more connected. Therefore, consumers and clients and you know have a lot more choice available at their fingertips so you know if you're hiding behind your your company brand and it's very faceless or you know isn't very humanized in in that sense and I see I see it all the time where I've you know landed on somebody's website or I've, I've you know spoken to them and I'm like oh wow they, they were really you know I really enjoyed that conversation then I've gone to the website and it's just all very product-led or service-led. And there's there's that missing element, that, that human missing element. And it's just like, oh, that was really nice chatting. But now I feel like I've come onto a website and it feels all very disconnected. So, you know, as we continue to evolve and continue in this digital world, 
personal brand is, it's, you know, people are going to want to know who is the person behind the brand. It gives, these platforms give us an opportunity to, to, to stand up, to stand out, to, to shine in, in, in that sense. How can we get people to really take that on board? I'm trying to think in, so in our sector, so on Instagram, I mean, there are some doctors there on TikTok, a huge, 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 huge. They're like celebrity doctors. We had a lady called, um, she's a junior doctor called Natasha Binney. She's got a huge Instagram following. So I think, I don't want to say it, I'm showing my age, but the younger generation team to get it a little bit more. I work in primary care networks. So those are groups of practices coming together to deliver services at scale. We've got GPs, doctors and nurses and trying to say to them, like social media, it's not play and they don't use it for play. They're on Twitter all the time asking questions. They've built a really good community. But what they don't or very few of them do is showcase themselves because I think we think it feels like a little bit like we're bragging, we're showing off. There is that imposter syndrome. There is that, what if I say that, even though I says when personal brand, it's about your experience, you know, you can't be wrong about your own experience, but there's a fear. There's a fear because it's, you're putting yourself out there and it's how do we get over that fear? Well, firstly, there are different ways of also putting yourself out there. You know, like I said, it's not totally about, you know, exposing yourself and, you know, saying things that you don't want to say. So it may even be just be through articles, you know, through podcasts. It may be through delivering workshops and masterclasses or stuff like that. And then sharing it onto social and saying, yeah, you know, we delivered this masterclass and these were the top 10 tips that we shared or, you know, these are three key insights to take away. So, you know, you're not exactly, you're doing it in, in, from a, a different perspective. So there are many different ways that, you know, you can, just whilst you're building up that, that confidence, it, it comes back down to, because, you know, if, if I'm really honest with you, there'll be times where I feel like, oh, I don't know if I want to, you know, say that and how is it going to come across? And, you know, we, I think as humans, we all have this, you know, thing of are we going to be judged and, you know, having that little bit of fear about putting things out there. And but again, it's in, it's in our control of how much we put out there. For me, I always link it back to my brand purpose, which is to educate and empower small businesses to be brand led for intentional growth and fulfillment. So when I'm creating content or if I'm feeling a bit sort of, fearful or you know confidence levels a little bit lower I come back to that purpose is it am I you know take take me out the picture am I educating and empowering small businesses that's why I am here to do what I'm doing you know on social media and if it ticks those boxes then it's like yeah okay then you know do say this do share this Um, and the other thing is even you know no one else is going to be sharing your successes you know, only you know what you've done and the journey you've taken, maybe a patient, client, consumer from A to B. And that can also turn into a bit of a case study. You have that control and things like that, you know, can also help to build that personal brand. Do you need social media to build your social brand? Because at the beginning you said it's it's your reputation. So can you, in this day and age, can we take social media out of the mix and just 
show up wherever we are, wherever we, whether we work in a hospital, whether we've got an organization is, is personal branding just about embodying who we are and the impact we want to create. It doesn't have to be on a global scale. It can just be when you go to the conference, when it can just be when you're in your own like community WhatsApp group. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I see social media as platforms and channels that can be utilized to enhance, emphasize and all of that kind of thing. But before social media was around, we were like, you know, networking. And, you know, like they said, it could be WhatsApp community groups. It could be other private groups. It's very much about asking yourself, how do I want to be seen? What do I want to be known for? You know, and how do I make sure that I deliver that on a consistent basis? So, you know, it's like with anything, when, when it gets reinforced to us, it helps to build in our mind the credibility, the, the trust, that person, oh, that person does do that and they, you know, deliver what they say they do. And that then builds credibility, it builds trust, it builds rapport, it builds reputation. So, yes, it can be done off social media but saying that I think everything is kind of some way or another does eventually get linked right yeah you shared something online the other day where I think essentially a potential client wanted wanted to work with you and then I think I don't know if you thought you were too expensive she went away and then she came back (laughs) Uh, tell us about that yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there'll be, I had this uh, call and I talked them through my, my process when I'm doing a brand discovery session and when I'm doing a new brand identity creation. And they, they absolutely, they were like, yeah, that sounds amazing. That's what we need and all of that kind of thing. We need to have a think about it. Came back to me and they were like, look, you know, we found somebody else who is um, a lot cheaper and stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, for me, it's very much still, I'll still be like, look, whatever you do, please do define your brand before you even think about logo, website, marketing. And a lot of businesses make that mistake. You know, right, I'm just going to get quickly, quickly get a logo done, cheap and cheerful, and, you know, get, get the website done. But then they kind of feel a bit like, oh, where am I heading with all of this? You know, they, they run their business for a year and then kind of feel like they've hit a bit of a roadblock. So with that particular client... I mean, I, I thought, right, they, you know, they're, they're done, they moved on with somebody else. And I was quite surprised to get a phone call sort of a year on to, to say, Arthur, oh, you're never going to guess what. And I was like, why? What? Oh, yeah, first I was like, oh, how comes they're calling kind of thing. And then, you know, she went into a story of like, well, look, you know, we worked with multiple designers and we haven't launched our business. I was like, oh, how's it all going? You know, that kind of thing. And we haven't launched our business. We've wasted loads of time. We've wasted money. And, you know, it was, and I was like, did, did anybody do a discovery or any sort of brand discovery session with you? Because, you know, if, if that part isn't right and hasn't been identified, you know, how are you supposed to really kind of build a solid brand foundation and move it into then your brand identity and the website? So, you know, it, it is a very strategic approach, you know, brand strategy, right? So yeah, by the end of the course, she was like, will you please take us back? And I was like, yes, of course, of course. I'd never heard somebody describe it as like a brand discovery session. So sometimes you don't know what you need. So you may go to, you may think that you're clear. So I, I'll i be honest and say that when I set up the business, it was all very accidental. 
when and essentially um, a group of GPs said, would you write our business plan? And I said, yeah, sure. And they said, have you, we can't pay you. You need, we need a business. We need a business bank account for our governance. And I went, yeah, no problem. And I literally went home and I was like, oh my God, Susan, my sister, how does it have a business? Went on company's house. We're like, what are we going to call it? And she, I was like, can I call it my name? She was like, well, it's good enough for Calvin Klein. It can be good enough for you. And it was all, you know, like the logo, the why I set up a business is because somebody asked me to do something <laughs> that I could do and I needed an entity to do that. I did, I'm just pulling up my uh, manifesto. When I was on a train going to London and this was a, probably a couple of months in, all of a sudden these words just popped in to my head and I remember being on my laptop and just thinking that is, that's what I want the business to be. But it, I didn't, um, and we call it our style, and essentially it says we're committed to long, lifelong learning. We believe work should be fun. We will only take on clients that we can truly add value and make a positive difference. We strive to deliver great work, proactively building on our knowledge and testing different approaches. We do not pretend to know everything. Our best results come when we work collaboratively. We know that in order to make a change stick, we will not do the work for you. We will do the work with you. We do not use fancy corporate speak or prance, or complex project management tools. It's just not us. If something isn't working, we will tell you. We'll provide honest advice in a constructive way. We'll stay in close communication. We are flexible and here to meet your needs. Things may change and that's okay. We will not outstay our welcome. When the project is finished, we will go. And it's not your punchy one-liner, but it's when we recruit. When I say to people, have you prepared for this interview? They all say, they can all share something from our style. And yeah, we started off as our company manifesto and I keep, we keep trying to change it and make it shorter and make it punchier. And I'm like, but that is who we are. Yeah. Yeah. It really gets an essence of who you are. And what that does is manage other people's expectations of what to expect whilst, you know, working with you or engaging with you in, in, in that sense. So I, I think it's really great. You know, you don't probably need to do much more because like you said, it's not only relative to new clients, it's relative to building your own team. It's our well. culture. Yes. Yeah. yeah, your brand culture. Definitely. But I would say that I know you can come at things from a slightly, you know, from more than one direction, but I think I just kind of stumbled upon it. I must have seen something and thought, but lots of people don't. Lots of people start with the website. I think what I'm trying to say is, there's multiple ways you can come at it. It is helpful from the beginning if you're really clear on who you are and what you're about. And it doesn't really change. But I think one of the things I've noticed about myself is that you just become, you just keep becoming clearer and clearer and clearer. I mean, I even look, when, when I first started uh, my business over, over here, I initially went out as um, design, branding, marketing, and I do all of these different, different, different things. And at this point, you know, I hadn't come across coaching and stuff like that. So, you know, I was a little bit like, right, I do all of this. And then I started getting jobs like, oh, can you handle my Trustpilot account and, you know, Excel sheets and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be known for that. You know, I, no, I don't want to be handling, you know, this and, you know, things that I don't enjoy doing. So, you know, I did have a couple of years of love doing this, hated doing that. And then I did the sort of coaching course and, and I did some other professional development stuff, you know, within my industry. And that's when it sort of started coming together and really connecting in terms of 
this is what I want to be known for. This is what really brings me joy. This is how I can create transformations, uh, impact, you know, inspire, change, that kind of thing. And that sat with me. And that, that's when I say, you know, really getting aligned and taking ownership of your own brand, because then you're going to know exactly why it is you are doing and what, what kind of impact you, you do want to make. So now, like, um, I've created the, an online brand course or when I'm doing my brand discovery sessions. So the, the brand course recently, um, I've had a few, you know, uh, somebody completed it and she messaged me after and she was like, she's already been in business for one year. And she was just like, oh, Artie, I absolutely wish I had come across this course one year ago because I, it would have saved me time, money resources and me just not dilly-dallying around mm. this has ha- helped me get really clear and focused of where I want to head towards you know what 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 I want to be known for how I want to be perceived or how I want to be seen to you know potential clients so it got her that clarity so the reason that I do what I do is because I want to help more businesses and empower and educate so they don't start with website first and they have that sort of understanding and awareness that actually it starts with brand first because I didn't start with brand and I wasted time money Mm. you know efforts and stuff like that whereas now I know what I know so I want to share that and help people to not have a longer journey than they you know in in, in that sense figuring themselves out but if they can be more aware from the beginning and I'm not saying things don't evolve they do you know I've over time become more and more refined and I'm sure over time it's going to continue but I know that that purpose is still you know fundamentally part you know what what it is it's interesting so we'd have been going for six years in March 21 so I was talking to Katie and saying oh we might fancy a bit of a (laughs) rebrand because then it's interesting hearing you say that the message hasn't changed but you just want to keep it fresh yeah yeah. And, you know, it's good for businesses to keep it fresh, you know, re-energized and stuff like that. So there might just be some simple tweaks, you know, it sometimes I, you know, say to my clients or potential clients that call and say, well, I need a rebrand. I'm like, why do you feel you need a rebrand? Is it a rebrand? Is it a retweak? Is it repositioning? So, you know, it is good to sort of understand that before you go and invest in, in a whole new rebrand. And it, again, tying it with your growth goals you know, that vision and all of that side of things as well. So if we look at a general practice, you know, they are getting public money and I would say they're not going to, they don't have the budget to bring in a brand specialist to think about the direction of their practice, but they will want to grow their practice. They want to be known as the best practice in their area. What questions should they be asking themselves and you're typically talking to people that have been in business for a really, really long time. Yeah, I would say it comes still comes back down to that brand purpose. You know, why are we doing what we are doing? What kind of impact do we want to make on, on others and linking that into then the business so it becomes part of the business model? So seeing it from, from that perspective, asking themselves about their own vision, you know, what's their short, medium, long-term goals? What does growth actually look like for them? What does it mean for them? Because growth for every business, it means different things. You know, growth might mean 
growing the team. It might mean you know more uh, uh, higher turnover. There, there, there's so many different definitions that people put to growth, but what is it for for them? In that sense, and you know there are quite a number of great free resources as well to to help to build and understand a brand. So you know maybe kind of researching um, around that. I mean, I offer thirty-minute free consultations. I'm happy sure. to you know have have a chat, and, and that's also why I've created my online brand course. Uh, you know, uh, being a more affordable, accessible price because I come across startups or sole traders or you know lower budget businesses where it's like. Yeah, they love the idea of building a brand foundation, but then when I say, you know, but we, they can't afford maybe to work the work with me one to one or work with an agency and stuff like that one to one in that sense. So the course still allows them to build that foundation because you know when I was getting calls and when they said they couldn't work with me, um, and I'm like, oh, not gutted that they're not working with me. I was gutted that they're not going to operate their business from a from that brand foundation for really understanding the core of their business before they go out with everything else and i think now as brands it's 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 up to us it's the onus is on us because consumers have so much choice so the onus is on us to you know to build our own brand and put it out there thank you so much i feel like that was like a nice masterclass on i've got brand and brand ding and when you have a, and rebranding, <laughs> lots of branding, lots of bees. I like the fact that you, yes, when I sometimes think personal brand, I think, I do think obviously how we show up personally, I think video and it doesn't have to be video. Not everybody has to be on like, when I say social media, I mean like, like Twitter and Instagram and you, there are lots of, it is social, but WhatsApp groups, there are close Facebook groups. If you work in a large trust, it may just be how you show up in a trust. And I think asking yourself the question, how do I want to be seen? How do I want to be known for? Everybody should be asking those questions because it does develop confidence in yourself and how you present yourself to the world. When you, the more you are clear on who you are, life just becomes so much easier, so much easier to become say yes, makes it so much easier to say no. Hopefully you just, not in a bad way, but repel the people that are just like, she's not for me, he's not for me. And it does make life easier. So I think having those questions and you have to keep asking yourselves because uh, things will come up or opportunities that you think are an opportunity will come up and you going back and thinking, is this really what I want to be known for? Am I deviating from my message? Do have another question. And you did mention, I think the Virgin example was really good where you said you've got, it was the personal brand in Richard Branson, you've got the company brand, and then you've got the products. So, yeah. And you have, I know, (laughs) and you have a blend, maybe I'm answering my own question here, and you will, when you're communicating that, you'll have a blend And I think that when you're known for more than one thing, so Virgin is a really good example. It's how do you not want to showcase every single thing that you do and maybe distort your message? Because there is a book, I've forgotten uh, who wrote it, but I think it's like one thing. What is the one thing that you do really well? And everybody says, be known for one thing. And I was talking to Katie, my marketing manager. It's like, I just, I don't want to be known just for one thing. Like, yeah, but it's, it's it's like a restaurant, isn't it? They have their signature dishes, but then they've got all of the other dishes as well. 
Yeah. So similarly, you can have your signature thing that you want to be known for. And that doesn't mean then you can't have the other things. It's about first pulling in people into what it is that you want to be known for. And then once they're in, it, it's, you know, it's like when they've come into your shop, then there's so many things that you can be, be you know, you, you've got on, on show, but it's about getting them into, into the shop first in, in that sense. So, you know, you're the face of that shop. In- yeah, I like that. If people want to find out more, where can they find you? So I am on LinkedIn as Artie Palmer. And that's, you know, I'm always sharing sort of brand related stuff. I'm on Instagram as Artie.Palmer. I am actually um, going to be starting a free Facebook uh, group page called Brand Boosting with Artie. That's a very exciting, I'm not sure when this uh, podcast is exactly going out, but I've got a very exciting uh, five-day challenge that's coming up. So it's just going to help to elevate and raise, uh, you know, your personal brand, your business brand. So, you know, once the link is ready, then I'll get that sent over, over to you. And yeah, that, that'll be great. If, you know, if, and if anyone's got any questions or would like to do a, a yeah. free brand 30-minute consultation, just, just get in touch. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Cheers. Thank you for having Cheers. me on. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you like what you hear, it would be great if you could give us a shout out on social media. You can find me on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram again at THC Primary Care or on LinkedIn. Just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you really like it, it would be great if you left us an iTunes five star rating and review. And I will see you in the next episode.